Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. If you recall from earlier episodes, Mr. Hubbard discovered that all individual beings, groups, and even physical universe phenomena exist within a scale of operating states that are defined based on their level of survival. Your group, for example, can be operating at a very high level of survival or not from time to time. You come in and look at uh, piles of unpaid bills or an empty shop or waiting room. You're in a different condition than if you are flush and busy, and you handle that condition, or you should handle that condition, obviously, differently. The actions you take if things are going poorly are going to be different than you would if things are going well, if you're surviving well. So Mr. Hubbard defines a condition as, quote, an operating state. An organization or its parts or an individual passes through various states of existence. These, if not handled properly, bring about shrinkage and misery and worry and death. If handled properly, they bring about stability, expansion, influence, and well-being. End quote. That's from Mr. Hubbard. So any group or organization or indeed any individual or item in the physical universe goes through these different operating states. We've covered this before, but that's just a quick recap. And then uh, for each condition or operating state, there are precise step-by-step formulas. That's what a formula is. It's a step-by-step process that follow closely, take you out of that state to the next state up or a higher one. Now, the highest personal condition is referred to by Mr. Hubbard as power. Uh, So if you watch, for instance, Michael Jordan at his his greatest, he was in a personal condition of power. doesn't necessarily mean he was in power in all aspects of his life, I might add, but certainly he was in the world of basketball. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Now, it so happens that amongst my wise members, The last condition they ever themselves assign or assign to themselves is a condition of power. They almost never do it. So they never do the steps of the formula in it, so they keep dropping out of it. Now, that's the rub with conditions formulas. If you don't do the steps of the formula, either knowingly or unknowingly, you're going to drop down the conditions willy-nilly, which means whether you like it or not. So sometimes guys get lucky and sort of instinctively do the steps and they start at least climbing up the scale of conditions, but that is very, very bloody rare. I would recommend you learning and consciously applying them as opposed to hoping you're doing the right steps by accident. But uh, most of my members fail to recognize when they are in power. Almost never do it. That's because there are always different levels of power understand? You can be in power then by applying your conditions well, spike up into a whole new level of affluence and then maintain that and you are in a new level of power. But that doesn't mean you were not in power before. And if you're smart, you will recognize when you are and you'll do the steps of the power formula. You know, a member goes, well, you know, I don't know. uh, What do you mean power? I mean, uh, you know, uh, I can't... uh, get away right now and uh, you know uh, you know I've got three kids in college and you know I'm still paying off that last 
charitable donation I did for, you know, half a million dollars or whatever they're saying, you know, and you look at the guy and you go, man, look at your house, look at your business. You're in the top 1% in the country of what you're doing. Uh, you put three kids through college. You made a half a million dollar charitable contribution and you're sweating. Sure, you're sweating, but how many guys can do that? Like, take a look, buddy. <laughs> you know, you're in power. And they kind of go, really? Wow. I, 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 you know, I didn't really think of it that way because I'm scrambling like crazy. I guess they think power is some kind of smooth, just, uh, you know, like a sailing on a calm day in, in a catamaran down the, down the lake or something like that. And that's power. Well, no, I mean, power doesn't say it's all relaxed all the time, but many of my members, their accomplishments are, uh, amongst their peers, outstanding, you know, and so compare your lot against those around you, and you will probably discover that you actually have hit power a few times, more than once. So anyway, so the important thing is recognize when you are in power and do the steps of the formula. Otherwise, you're going to end up in the soup one way or the other. Either you end up just walking away from your game or your business, perhaps, and just boredom or disgust or, you know, you have that old game plague you. You know, I've, I had a guy one time, uh, he was a, a very, very competent painter, but he wanted to be a writer, house painter, right? And he was uh, trying to get into his writing career, trying to get into his writing career and uh, just kind of, I hate this painting business. I've done this for so many years. I'm done with that and just kind of walked away and Lo and behold, you know, 10 years later, he's got another painting business. It doesn't work like that. That's not how you do the power form. You don't just walk away because you're fed up with your old game, right? Or, you know, they're stuck in their game. You know, they never do the power formula. So they're always crashing down the conditions and they're kind of chained to their business and they can't get away for a weekend and they can't get away for, you know, a month sabbatical to go and uh, pursue, you know, maybe their spiritual interests or some kind of educational program. You know, and they're just kind of in a locked-in mode, and so they end up saying, no, to hell with all this, and just kind of walking away and watch it all crash and have to rebuild it. I mean, there's all kinds of weird other approaches that can be taken to this other than just recognizing the fact that you are in a power condition and do the steps of the formula of the power condition. In other words, what I'm trying to say is there's lots of manifestations of this mishandling of power. Okay, so anyway, let's first define it. So here we go, definition. Power is a normal in a stellar range so high that it is total abundance, no doubt about it. So just as a reminder on normal, it's a pretty easy operating state to define. Things are going fine. There's a sort of gradual increase of production. Nothing spectacular, but it's going up. It's not staying level. That's a lower condition called emergency because nothing stays level long. But it's sort of a gradual increase. That's normal. But he says power is a normal in a stellar range so high that it is total abundance, no doubt about it. It is a stat that has gone up into a whole new steeply high range and maintained that range and now in that new high range is on a normal trend, end quote. That's your power. You know you're in power when you ride this crazy affluence statistic. You know, you got a steep rise, a whole bunch of, you know, new customers coming in because of some marketing campaign that you did or some promotion that you did, or you brought on a new employee who was just super sharp and able to help increase production to a whole new level. Okay. And you've been able to do your, your affluence formula. That's called the affluence condition. And you're able to do your, we did a, I think we've done three episodes on affluence. So if you haven't studied those, you should 
uh, go to your search field in the homepage of uh, BusinessWise and put in affluence. I think we did three or four episodes on affluence, if you want to know how to handle that. But that's a steep, uh, sharp increase that comes about through one action or another. And now you ride that uh, rocket ride because it is a rocket ride, and you're able to maintain that in a higher range. So the trick to getting into power is to be able to handle affluence. I'm just, just going to throw that in there, but we're talking about power today. So you go into this new high range and you maintain it and you're a normal at that new high range. That's power. Now, how, you have to ask yourself, how many times in the life of your business have you attained higher levels of production? You've gone through an affluence and you're in a higher level. Look, you probably started as a one-man band. Hit it, Joe! You know, then you ha- you handle a couple of affluences badly, and then you handle a couple okay, and next thing you know, you're now hiring three employees, so you're at a whole new level. Well, that's and if you're maintaining normal, you just hit a level of power. Believe it or not, you know, you might not say it's power. You know, we're still not quite. You know, I still can't afford to get all my kids through university, but <laughs> but you are acknowledging the fact that you've gone into a new high level, and there's way more abundance than there was before. So you keep playing those conditions correctly, you're going to hit higher and higher and higher levels of power. And when you hit power, you need to do the steps of power. And that's how you keep going into higher and higher levels of power. And truth be told, you end up going into bigger and bigger games as well, more interesting ones, uh, usually more influential ones. And the whole key is to do this power formula. Okay, so let's go over the steps of the power formula. This is uh, from an article by Mr. Hubbard, 23 September 1967. There you go, 23 September 1967. He gives the, uh, he introduces the steps of the power formula. So here we go. Here's step one. The first law of a condition of power is don't disconnect. Now, (laughs) you know, you would think that somebody goes into a power condition, the last thing in the world they'd be thinking of is disconnecting. And I remember probably first read this formula, I was 21 years old or something like that. And I remember first time I'd ever read the formula, I was thinking I hadn't yet learned that much about Hubbard management, and I wasn't necessarily fully convinced yet about all this data. Uh, certainly was starting to be, but it was interesting. And I read that and I said, why Why would this be the first step of power? Don't disconnect. Like, who would disconnect? If you're in power, what? you know what the first thing people want to do when they're in power? They want to disconnect, you know? Kind of won that game. I, I'm kind of done with that. You know, I'm like, I'm a little sick of this, or I want to do that, or, you know, and they try to sweep it under the carpet or something like that, you'd be amazed. You would be amazed. So, you know, when you're in power, first step is don't disconnect from it. And he actually gives some great examples here. First of all, he says, you can't just deny your connections. What you've got to do is take ownership and responsibility for your connections. He actually did a lecture on power, and he gives this example. He says, uh, you'll find out that people whine and complain about this, How about the big boy? He's been a local boy in some town, and all of a sudden he becomes a big boy. He's highly powerful on Wall Street, and he never again speaks to any of his friends in in the old hometown. Those people resent that so much that it's almost impossible to speak to them. That is to say, 
if you've been in an area where you've been very well known and you suddenly become a celebrity or something like that, these people won't believe that you want to talk to them. You see, they're so used to having the formula violated. You get the idea. In other words, beings in the universe fully expect that you're going to violate the first position of the power condition, which is, quote, don't disconnect, end quote. They think you're going to disconnect. So this is an interesting phenomenon. It says you go into power, and uh, next thing you know, you're not talking to your friends. You, uh, you deny your connections. He goes on to say this about the formula. He says, you can't just deny your connections. What you've got to do is take ownership and responsibility for your connections. So, okay, you know, you created this business. You have all these employees. Uh, you've got these uh, customers. And you're doing great. I mean, you know, you, you've become a minor celebrity, perhaps, in your industry or in your community. And you're kind of like, you know, you, you don't show up as much anymore because, you know, the business is kind of doing fine without you. And, uh, you know, you forget the names of your staff or your employees or, you know, some new people get brought on and you're not really connecting with them. You just start doing this disconnection thing. You know, next thing you know, you're more on the golf course than you are in, in the business. And uh, suddenly you're wondering why you're getting attacked from every quarter. You know, your employees are mutinying and uh, your customers are uh, no longer interested in uh, uh, pursuing your business or your reputation starts going down the tubes. Yeah, you're, you're disconnecting, you know? It's like, God, I, you know, I've done this for so long. I've deserved to get a break. This is a funny one. Like, it's kind of like, you know, I've earned this. I'm just going to walk away from everything. Yeah, you tried that, man. And the next thing you know, you're going to pay that price because, uh, you know, someone's going to fill the vacuum in your wake with all kinds of black propaganda about, you and your activities. If you ever wonder, you know, how did I get all these attacks all of a sudden? I thought I was doing so great. Chances are you disconnected to some extent or another. Okay, so that's the first step. Don't disconnect. And then the second step, he says here, the first thing you've got to do is make a record of all of its lines. And that is the only way you will ever be able to disconnect. So on a condition of power, the first thing you have to do is write up your whole post. You have made it possible for the next fellow in to assume the state of power change. Power change is a different condition. It has its own formulas, and that's what the guy executes when he takes over for you. This is an interesting thing because it's kind of counterintuitive. My members want to disconnect. They've, they've been doing this business long enough. They want to go on a three-month sabbatical, uh, or they want to start a new business or create some new game. And they're just kind of trying to disconnect. And I tell them, okay, connect up more. Take more responsibility. Examine every single line and record it. Write up your hats. I'm going to say hats, plural, because when you're the founder of an organization, you've probably worn every single hat in that organization. And part of the problem that the members run into when they're trying to do this step, step two, which is to write up all your hat. I may as well just read the rest of the step. He says, if you don't write up your whole post, you're going to be stuck with a piece of that post since time immemorial. And a year or so later, somebody will still be coming to you asking you about that post, which you occupied. So you ever wonder why you're still doing all the sales in your outfit? Never wrote up your hat. You ever wonder why you're the one who's always handling the complaining customer? Never wrote up your hat. Never gave it to somebody. But you see, part of the problem is, 
you don't know how many hats you're wearing. You're probably wearing over 30 hats. If you started your company from scratch, you've answered the phone, you've done all the sales, you've done all the public relations, you've done all the promotion and marketing, you've done all the delivery, you've done all the correction of uh, products that were uh, or services that were not perfect. You've done all of that. Okay, you've handled your books, you've paid all your bills. And each of these, if you try to delegate all of these hats, these 30 hats, this is why it's important to know your organizing board. And there's an earlier episode on organizing boards you should listen to if you haven't. I think it's called What is an Org Board? I don't remember the episode number. But again, you can put that in the search field in the, in the homepage here and you can track it down and listen to that one. But you do need to define all of your hats in order to get rid of them. You have to figure out what your hats are, and then you got to write them up. You got to make a record of all of your lines. One of the most common ones I've, I observe is for uh, the technical professional, whether you be an accountant, a doctor, a mechanic. You know, you learned how to sell. You had to learn how to sell because otherwise you would not have survived. You you learned how to get a new customer or a new patient. And so you bring on another technical expert, you bring on another associate doctor, or you bring on another accountant, and you say, well, you know, how come you're not bringing any new customers? What do you mean? Well, I just hired you. You know, you're a professional. You're here working with me. Uh, how come you haven't, you know, I bring in customers. How come you don't bring in customers? You need to bring in your share of customers. And the guy looks at you blankly. He doesn't know how to bring in customers. First of all, it's not even his hat. That belongs over in Division 6 in the organizing board. You're appointing a technician in your Division 4, which is your production division. So your Division 6 is your public relations new public division. And Division 4 of your organizing board, if you studied the organizing board, is delivery. You brought a guy into delivery and you're expecting him to bring in new customers over here in Division 6. You're trying to put too many hats, the wrong hats, on the wrong heads. And you also wonder why he can't sell. You can't close. Well, that's division two. That's your sales and marketing division. So you're telling your division four guy, go ahead and sell. See, so you're, you're confusing your own hats. And so you're putting, you know, you're writing up hat. Maybe you are writing them up, but you're giving them to the wrong guys. Look at if your associate was good at PR and sales, ask yourself this question. Why is he working for you then? He could just go out and start his own thing. See, so you're not trying to, Put all of your hats on any one head. You've got to figure out what your hats are, get those written up, and put them on the correct heads per your organizing board. That's why it's, it's always a good idea. So when you're trying to disconnect, the only way to disconnect is to connect up more. How do you like that? And really study out and record all the lines, do your org board, neaten up all the edges. The next step, step three of the power formula is the responsibility, I quote Mr. Hubbard, the responsibility is write the thing up and get it into the hands of the guy who is going to take care of it. So figure out who are the, who's taking care of what hat, what are all my hats, write those hats up and get it into the hands of the person who's supposed to be wearing that hat. So the sales hat goes on the salespeople over here in division two and the public relations and new public hat that goes over to this guy over here in division six and my technical hat that I'm so badass at or I'm so good at you know, I'm going to give it to my associate here, this accountant or this mechanic or this doctor or whatever, right? House painter, you know, project manager. I'm going to delegate that 
technical hat to this guy. That's the only one I'm going to give him because that's his hat. You follow? And you're writing up all these hats. Power is a process of cleaning up and doing everything you can to make the posts occupiable. The, the final step of power formula, step four from Mr. Hubbard, do all you can to make the post occupiable. Now, we in WISE have a campaign to make every member a model of admin know-how. We call it the MAC, okay, M-A-K-H, model of admin know-how. And you tell a member, look, get in your model of admin know-how. And the guy goes, well, you know what? I don't really, I'm not that interested in this business. Right. That's why you need to do your model of admin know-how because you've got to do everything possible to make that business or company something that you can turn over You make it occupiable. As I said, it's a little counterintuitive. You want to disconnect. You, you want to violate the first step. You know, here's the wise office telling you, no, 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 no. Uh, connect up more, get more interested. And, and interestingly enough, what tends to happen is if you do this, the steps of this formula correctly, the person who's going to take over your executive director hat or your leader hat sort of materializes. This has been the most successful formula I've ever gotten members to do in order to sell their companies, for instance. They want to sell your company. They're looking for buyers. They're doing their nut. They're trying to find the right deal. Just do the formula. Trust the formula because they work like magic. And strangely enough, if you execute the formula line by line like this, the right person who's going to take over your company is just going to walk in the front door. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Or they're sitting right under your nose. You know, it's, it's your top foreman or something. And next thing you know, he goes, you know, I just had an inheritance and I have a couple hundred thousand dollars. I want to buy your company. It's happened. I'm not making this up. It's actually happened. So, uh, you know, when I was in my consulting days, I would do my nut trying to figure out the right arrangements and agreements so that a person could actually sell his company. This is, I found if you just have them follow this formula, everything falls into place kind of magically. Uh, you don't have to sell your company to do power. You can also just have other people run it. You can start 28 companies if you want to. If you know this formula well enough, maybe there is no limit. There's almost no limit to the number of games you can start or play. You just have to learn this formula and be willing to recognize when you're in that condition and do the steps. And um, you can have a, a lot of fun with this one. Okay, that's it for today's episode on the power formula. I realized we've done three or four episodes on power, but never gave you the formula. Now you have the formula. It's four steps. Don't disconnect and make a record of all of its lines and write up the hats. Get it in the hands of the guy who's going to take care of it and do everything you can to make the post occupiable. That's very, very in brief. It's just paraphrased, but I just want to summarize it so you realize there are four steps and uh, may have to re-listen to this episode a time or two. Dig up the article. As I said, it's 23 September 1967. Hope that's helpful to you, and we'll uh, talk again next week. Thanks for listening.